We're just going to have a good time in the Word of God and in His presence. God is faithful. He is so faithful and so good. Today we're going to kick off a new message series titled Gratitude. Gratitude. And I'm really excited about that. Before we get into the details of that, I want to take a moment to pray. Let's ask the Lord's blessing. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. We pray that, God, today you would minister to our souls. God, you would, you would speak directly to our hearts. And, God, that you would bring conviction and you would bring challenge, but you would also bring your, your, your blessing and your favor and your anointing, God. God, minister to us today. We thank you for your, your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, with every message series that we do, we have a central passage. And this central passage is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and in verse 18. You'll see it there up on the screen and in your message notes on the screen. Check it out. It says this. Give thanks in what circumstances? All circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I'm going to read it one more time. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, as I began to meditate on this passage, I began to think how perfect this verse is for this season of life. Give thanks to the Lord in all circumstances, because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. This is God's will. And I, and I love in the ESV, it does a great job of translating the word, uh, the Greek to English with that word all. But as you see that word all, in the Greek, it uses this word pas, which, which means all, any, every, and the whole. That's what it means. And so when the Bible tells us to give thanks in all circumstances, what the Bible is telling us is to give thanks to God in every circumstance. Whether that circumstance you feel like has been favorable or not, give thanks. That to see the blessing of God, to see the favor of God, to see His provision, to see His protection. That in the midst of everything, give thanks to God. It may not have went your way. It may have not looked the way that you thought it might look about this time in your life. But give thanks in every circumstance, in the good ones and in the bad ones. Give thanks to God. You see, God, our Heavenly Father, wants us to have a kingdom perspective. He wants you to see the positive. He doesn't want you to ignore the, the, the tough circumstances, but He wants you to thank Him that you have circumstances. You see, in that we see the will of God. In that we please our Heavenly Father. You see, this year has been a year that we will never forget. It has been, right? It can be so easy to look back at, man, it's been rough. It's been bad. I lost this. I went through this. I had to endure this. They told me I had to do it this way. It can be so easy to dig myself a hole and cry in it or pull over the sheets over my head and say, I'm not, I'm not coming out. But if God is good, then there is plenty of good this year. If God is good, there's plenty of good in my life and in my circumstances. So I want to ask you here as we get started, what are you grateful for? Online, I'd love to read some of your comments right now. But for you that are here, I want you to please just shout it out. What are you grateful for? What are you grateful for? Maybe in this season of your life. Or maybe in your life as a whole. What are you grateful for? Can we get one, two, three answers then? If you're watching online, I'm going to read your comments in just a second. But what are you grateful for? 
employment. Come on, somebody. God is blessed. If you look at the overall scape of our, our, our church, so many people, we've been blessed in that area. Brother, would you say? Health? Absolutely. Can we get maybe one more? One more. For the liberties we still have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and online, I, I don't see you, you just yet, but uh, your health, salvation. Come on, somebody. I see that. Thank you. Thank you. In the big picture of gratitude, there is something that God wants to bring to your attention. And that's something that he wants to remind you. And it's very simply this. Access. Access. See, today we are going to dive into a passage that I believe speaks directly to this. In Hebrews chapter 4 and verses 14 through 16. And we're going to get into the word. And I want you to see this. In Hebrews chapter 4 and verses 14 through 16. It says this in verse 14. Since then we have a great high priest. Someone say high priest. Who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. Someone say weaknesses. But one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near. Someone say draw near. To the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now, did you catch that? See, we have a high priest. Jesus is our great high priest. And I want you to see in verse 16, it says this, let us then approach, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now, take for example, take here, draw near. In the NIV and in the ANAS. B, it's very similar to the Greek. It uses the word approach. And so what the Bible is trying to communicate to us is that you and I, we can approach the presence of God. We can approach the throne of grace. We can do so and we can do it confidently. Why? Because Jesus is our high priest. We have access to God, to his love, to his mercy, to his grace in our lives. In the midst of everything going on in our world, I have access to the one who holds all things in his hands. This season could be about looking back at how rough of a year it has been. Or it can be about expressing my gratitude for everything that God has done. Are you with me, church? So let's go a little deeper. Are you sure you're with me? You're with me? Then let's go a little deeper. Why should I be thankful that I have access to God? There's a couple of things I want to share with you. Why should I be thankful I have access to God? The first thing is this, is because it wasn't always this way. It wasn't always this way. And really for two reasons. And the first one is that in Old Testament times, we didn't have the same process. See, there was, a, there was a high priest, and with this high priest, we had to, when we needed to worship God, or when we needed to ask for forgiveness, we had to, or we needed to give our first fruits to God, we did it through the high priest. 
And I have a, a picture here, an example here uh, of what the temple looked like. And we would bring our offering, we would bring our, uh, our, our atonement, our sacrifice to ask for forgiveness. And the priest, the high priest, they, 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 would, they would receive that and they would do that. And then the high priest would go into the, the next inner court and into the holy of holies. You see, we didn't have access to God in that way. It was all through this high priest. We didn't have a direct connection with God, not exactly like the Catholic Church, but almost like that, where there's a priest kind of in the middle. And see, Jesus changes the whole thing. In John chapter 14 and verse 6, it says this, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. See, we now have direct access through Jesus. Jesus is our high priest. He is our savior. He is our redeemer. Jesus is God. And I can have this direct connection with our heavenly father through Jesus. Let me ask you this question. Has there ever been anything in your life that you wish you had access to, but that wasn't the case? You know, there's people in other countries that they, they wish they had access to maybe education or they wish they had access to clean water. And we send missionaries and we go and we raise money and we go help. But has there been something in your life that you wish you had access to, but that wasn't the case? Now we have access to something that is so much greater than all of these concerns for all of the should-have, would-haves, or could-haves in life as we look back. You see, the Bible says in Romans chapter 5 and in verse 2, it says this, Through him we have also obtained access, someone say obtained, by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. See, we can rejoice about this. We can get excited about this because we didn't have access, and then we obtained access. We didn't have the forgiveness of God, and now we have obtained the forgiveness of God. We didn't have the, the, uh, the, the blessing of God. Now we've obtained the blessing of God. You see, it's, it's what we did not have, but now we have. We've obtained all through faith. Come on, somebody. We've obtained this. It wasn't always this way. And I told you there were two reasons, right? In Old Testament times, we didn't have access. Everything was, was through the priest. But since Jesus paid the price for us and died on the cross and rose on the third day, we now have direct relationship with God. Let me ask you this. Do you remember when your heart, your mind, and your eyes were closed to God? Do you remember that time, that season of your life before your heart was open to God? Do you remember the things you used to get into? Do you remember what you faced? Do you remember what you dealt with? Do you remember that feeling of constantly chasing and chasing and, and never filling that void? Do you remember that? See, there is no access to our Heavenly Father if not through Jesus. And maybe you're watching or listening with us here today and you've been on the border with God. You've been right there on that borderline, and you've thought about it. You've considered God. You've, you think, well, maybe, but I'm not sure, and I just, I don't know. Maybe you're right there at that border, and I want to tell you that there is so much more to this relationship with God, but until you commit your heart fully, you miss all that's available to you. You miss all of this access if you're not committed to Him fully. But maybe you've made that decision. Maybe you walk with the Lord and you know how beautiful it can be. You know how it's a game changer in your life. See, I remember when I didn't have Christ in my life. 
I, I remember those feelings. I, I remember that, that just, that I'm blessed, guys. I am so blessed. But I remember when it was about seeking to fulfill the desires of the flesh. I remember when that's what it was about. When, when, it, when it was about, can I just get what I want to get so that I can feel good about what I'm getting? Get, I, I remember when it, that's when it was about. My eyes were closed, but now I see. Come on, somebody. How many of you remember that song, Amazing Grace? I should call Joshua up here to sing it. But, uh, oh, come on. I'm, I'm a, amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. See, Joshua, you should be up here. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Come on. Come on. I can express my gratitude. Because I was lost, but now I'm found. I've obtained access into the presence of God through my faith in Christ Jesus. But the truth is, there are so many. There are so many walking this life out with no connection to God. They have none, and they wander, and they hope, and I think this is right, and I'm going. Am I going in the right direction? I think it feels good. Well, it, it makes me feel right, and I'm walking in this thing, and they're, they're hoping, and they're wondering. There's so many in this life who walk it out and do not have access to everything that's available to them in Christ Jesus. They're missing the wisdom and the direction and the favor and the blessing and the protection, the strength, and very importantly, the salvation. See, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, it says this, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to, uh, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. See, there are many who think that the message of the cross is foolishness. It is absolute foolishness. And they can't understand why you believe. They think that you're foolish because you believe. Why would you ever do any of that? They don't get it. Their hearts and their minds and their eyes are closed. They are blind to God. Why? Why are they blind to God? In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and in verse 4, the Bible says this, They do not believe because their minds have been kept in the dark by the evil God of this world. He keeps them from seeing the light shining on them. The light that comes from the good news about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. See, I want you to get this. See, we've obtained access into the presence of God. We've obtained access into his mercy, his grace, his forgiveness. But there are those who are walking and they're blind. They cannot see. They cannot see because the evil God of this world, the devil, has surrounded them. Has, has been invited into their life and they're so full into that. They, they, they see the cross and they think it's just a mess. That's foolishness. They think being a Christian, that's, that's foolishness. And they're so far away from him. We have access to God. And we can say, thank you, Heavenly Father, for your love in my life. But I want everyone to experience this same love. 
Why should I be thankful that I have access to God? Well, first, it wasn't always this way. And secondly, I'm going to close with this point here. Secondly is this. I can hand over my worries, concerns, and weaknesses to the one who loves me, believes in me, and who can do something about it. See, I, I may have people in my life who I can talk to. I may have people in my life who can come alongside me and help bear my burdens. But there is only one who I can hand my burdens to. There's only one where I can say, God, this is what I'm dealing with. Remember when you were a child? Remember when there was something that wasn't working out and all you had to do was just hand it over to a parent or a sibling? Listen, I, I can't do this. Can you do it for me? You remember that? I love watching my kids, my, 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 my two older kids to, together. And, and they, they work so well together. They fight too and they do all that. But, but, but they work well together. And, and when one of them can't do something, they say, here, can you help me with this? And then they do it together. And if they can't do it, they come to mommy or daddy. And they say, hey, mommy, can you, can you do this? And, or daddy, can you do this? And if one of us can't do it, we go to each other. We, we, we work together. But see, when, when, it comes, when it comes to God, God is not just this, this God that we serve. He's a heavenly father that loves us and believes in us. And the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7, it says this, give all of your worries Come on, someone, give all, give all, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. That means, brothers and sisters, that means, church, that means everyone watching online, that I can literally give, I can hand over, God, this is what I'm dealing with. God, I, 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 there's just nothing that I can do about this. God, there's just nothing that anybody around me can do about this. But God, I, I'm going to give this to you, I'm going to hand this to you. And some people are of the idea that if I hand this to God, God's got enough problems. God's got enough things going on in the world that he can. But no, he is a God that knows us individually. He's a God that cares about us individually. He's a God that knows our heart's desire. He's a God that knows the number of hairs on our head. He's a God that knows us. He knows you better than you know yourself. And he says he can, we can hand it over to him. That we can literally place it. And he's like, listen, child, I got you. What took you so long to hand it over to me? Let me take care of this area in your life. Let me bless you. Let me strengthen you. Let me encourage you. Let me take the weight off of your shoulders because I got you. The Bible says that he cares about us. There's nothing too big in your life. There's nothing too small in your life that he doesn't care about those areas. I'm grateful for that kind of access in my life. Who else, who else in the scope of your life, who else can you do that with? That you can say, here you go, God, I got this situation. It's a problem. It's, 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 it's my marriage. It's my job. It's my health. It's this thing. God, I got to put it in your hands. Because in my hands, I, I, I mess it up sometimes. In, in my hands, I, 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 sometimes I'm not always slow to speak and slow to get angry. So, so, sometimes I, I mess it up. Sometimes I say the wrong thing. Sometimes I do the wrong thing. And I, I need to hand it over to God because the truth is there's nothing I can do. It, it has more success in his hands than in mine. Who else in your life can do that? The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4 and in verses 6 through 7, it says this. Don't be anxious about anything come on somebody 
We got, we got a problem, a situation going on, and all we're doing is thinking about it and thinking about it and wondering and questioning and what should it be like and how is it going to be like? And, well, if I do this, it might be that. Or if I do this, he says, don't be anxious about everything, about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, I'm going to express my gratitude. Let your requests be made known to God. Talk to him, church. Talk to our Heavenly Father. How can you struggle with something so deep and so overwhelming and you haven't talked to the one who holds all things in his hands? Tell him what's burdening you. Tell him what's overwhelming you. Tell him what's stressing you out. Tell him what's causing you to feel anxiety. Talk to him. The Bible says this, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, it don't got to make sense to you, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Make your requests to God. I ask you today, what's bothering you? What is overwhelming you? What's eating you up inside? What's hurting you? What are you constantly replaying and replaying and rethinking in your life? What are you dealing with? What are you dealing with? Talk to God about it. Share your heart. Hand it over to Him. Come before the Lord and say, God, this is what I'm dealing with. God, I just, I just, God, I just, this is what it is. And God, I, 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 need to, I, need to, I need to hand it over. I've been holding on to it for too long. And God, I, I need to hand it to you. I need to put it in your hands. That relationship, that situation, that stress, that, that job, that man. I, I need to just put it in your hands, God. God, I'm so grateful that I've been able to obtain access. God, I'm so grateful that your word says that I can draw near and that it says in, in, in the Greek, it, it, I can approach you and I can do so confidently. And so, God, I, I need to hand this over to you. I, I'm just going to pull out my hairs, God, if it, if it doesn't. I need what your word says in a peace that surpasses all understanding. I get it, God. I get it that your peace does not 2 plus 2 equals 4. God, I'm going to try and mathematize it in my head that if I do this and then the peace, or if I figure this out, or if I talk to that person and then peace... But your peace, it doesn't need to make sense to me, God. It doesn't. I just need to trust you. What makes sense is that if I put my trust in you, then you're going to work for my good. And you're going to work for my good. God, allow that peace to guard my heart and my mind so that I can be at peace in you. See, church, I am grateful for access. It wasn't always that way, but now I have somebody that cares about me. See, I've talked with you, uh, with your church a little bit about my journey and some of the things that earlier on in this year I was just, I was dealing with mentally, mentally, just, just struggling. And while there was many people who loved on me and encouraged me and gave me all kinds of great advice, it was my quiet time with God where I've been able to say here you go God I, I got these feelings and I got these things going on but here you go God 
I just, I just need you to do it. I just need you to take care of it. It was in there that I find healing. It was in there that I find peace. It was in there that the anxiety, that the, the burden on my shoulders is just lifted off. It's there. say, God, I can't do anything about these feelings. I need you. I need you as not just a, a God that I serve, but as a father who loves me, a father who sees me, a father who believes in me. God, I need you. Would you cry out to him? Would you just tell him, God, I need you. God, I need you. Being honest, being authentic, being real, keeping it 100. God, I need you you God I need you and there's something and the connection between father and child where a father sees you and he cares so he's asking you to express yourself in this way would you express yourself would you share your heart would you be open with him would you be more real with him than you've been would you would you understand that there are loving arms of a father who wants to embrace you, who wants to hold you tight, who wants to hold you secure, who wants to whisper in your ear, I love you. I spoke life into you. I made you with great purpose and intention. Don't believe the lies of this world. The God of this world wants to blind you to my love. But I made you with great purpose and intention. Find your peace and healing in me. That's what God says to you this morning. You have access to our Heavenly Father. You have access to His love. You have access to His forgiveness. Walk in it. Back to that verse in Hebrews. Uh, it says that we can approach confidently the throne of grace. Do not doubt that you have the ability to obtain access to the mercy and grace of God. The Bible reminds, it says, do it, do it confidently. Draw near, approach confidently. I'll tell you, God is good. And I can give thanks, we can give thanks in all circumstances. Because no matter where I'm at or what I'm facing in this life, no matter what feels like it's just got me by the ankle and I'm carrying around a ball, no matter what it is, my healing is in Christ Jesus. I have a Father who loves me. And in the name of Jesus, He breaks chains in my life. Direct access to God has changed my life. And I want to encourage you. If you're a Christian, and you walk with the Lord, but maybe this year has just really overwhelmed you. This season has just gotten to you. Or you're struggling with anything. Maybe anything in your life right now. You're just kind of struggling. I just want you to begin to reflect and express gratitude to our Heavenly Father for the access that you have in Him. Just begin to say those words in your quiet time. Just begin to reflect on that. Maybe you've been dealing with You walk with the Lord, but you've just been dealing with some stuff. Just begin to reflect and just begin to express that gratitude. God, I know all this, but let me just take a moment. God, I want to thank you that I have direct line to you. God, I have this direct connection. I have this direct connection. Thank you that we can talk. Thank you that I can, I can cry on your shoulder. Thank you that I can share my heart. Thank you. Just talk to him in that way.
truth is, brothers and sisters, it wasn't always this way. Celebrate and watch healing take place in your life, and then you're going to know what to do next. God will lead you. You'll know what to do next. Or maybe you're listening and watching, and maybe you've been on the fence about God or about being a Christian. I don't know about that. I believe in God, or there's a God that exists, but I, I'm just not really sure. I'm telling you that if you're willing to commit your life fully to the Lord, step into that space. I'm not saying that you're going to be perfect from day, but if you commit to Him, say, God, listen, I've tried it, I've done it, I've, I've experienced it, but God, I want you in my life. I'm done and I'm done. I just want you in my life. If you'll come to that place, you're going to discover that you're going to be able to obtain access to our Heavenly Father, and it'll change everything in your life. You will experience a newness like you've never known before, a peace that'll change everything, a strength, a courage, a confidence, because you'll know that you're forgiven by the one who created it all. And it'll satisfy your life in a way that you didn't even know existed. So church, for everyone here today, this is the challenge that I want to give us. Every single one of us. Would you express gratitude for access to God in three ways this week? Would you do it publicly? Would you do it one-on-one -on -one with somebody? Would you do it quietly? What does that mean, publicly? Listen, we're in, we're in an age of social media and the internet, and if that's what you use, and if you don't, I get it, but everybody else, would you express your gratitude to our Heavenly Father publicly this week? Secondly, would you find a friend, a person, and would you, would you share with them, you know what, I want to thank God. And then would you go alone and have a quiet time with God and say, God, I want to thank you. I want to thank you. Every single one of us. See, I'm so grateful to God that I have access to Him. And I want to pray for us this morning. Pray for us. Would you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for your love in our lives. Thank you, Lord, that you've, you've opened our heart, you've opened our mind, you've opened our ears to who you are. Thank you for your love in our life. This season has been tough, but we choose to close out this year in reflection of how good you've been. Because if you are good, then there's been plenty of good around me. And in all my circumstances, God, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for your love. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that I have access to you through a relationship with Jesus. So, Father, I pray that you would strengthen your people, strengthen your church. Heavenly Father, we need you. Thank you. Thank you. We express our gratitude today in worship.